0: In this episode, we continue our series entitled For the People in the Back. Pastor John Mark Caton speaks to us about the man in the back, in reference to Zacchaeus from Luke 19, 1-10. He explains that even though you may not be in the back, God can still find you and use you. However, John Mark also mentions a few other important points that go along with that. Now let's hear the full context with John Mark. Uh, So I want to invite you to reach and grab your copy of God's Word, and we've been in a series... Uh, entitled For the Guy in the Back or For the Dude in the Back Row. And I want to talk to you about a guy in the back row. It's kind of interesting when we think about in our day and in our life, if you think about people uh, who are back row people, people we'd like to put in the back row, you know, a lot of times. Uh, we put ourselves in the back row. How many of you, when you walk into the worship center, uh, just now that we've got a row cut off across the center, how many of you have a tendency to sit in front of that empty row? How many of you have a tendency to sit in front? Dude, in, in all this, just one? All right. How many of you like to sit behind that center row back there? How many of you don't come to church? That Because that's not all of y'all. Yeah, I, I think... I think I've surfaced a bigger problem right here is, is the point. It's not whether you sit in front or whether you sit in back. It's do you come to church at all? And uh, what's, what's funny is it seems so appropriate that Doug says, uh, I'm the only one. Again, who sits in front of that center row going across Okay, so there's several guys. Okay, so y'all, y'all woke up and y'all thought about it. Uh, and Because I was thinking, if it's only Doug, it's just appropriate because I'm talking about tax collectors today. Uh, and, and I really am. Because in Jesus' day, if you thought about some dudes that, uh, that were back row dudes, they were tax collectors. Man, the, the, the children of Israel, the Jewish people, looked at tax collectors uh, as cheats, as colluders with the Roman government and as sellouts. Because here's what they knew is that the way the Romans liked to run their country and their their areas and spaces is they would go and establish a tax revenue base that had to come from each region if each one of these tables was a different region they would say we want x, x amount of dollars from this region x amount of dollars from this region all the way around x all and then they would come in and they would interview people and they would choose somebody from that region and they would say it's your job to collect collect x dollars in taxes from these dudes around them now here's the cool part is only he knew that amount. And then he could go to everybody else and establish a rate, and then he gets to keep the profits. So imagine, so everybody's got this guy, he, he, he's living next to y'all, and all of a sudden, guess what? His only job is to raise taxes for the Roman province, and all of a sudden, he moves off y'all street with the little three-bedroom houses into the gated community down the road, and you know, his only job is to get taxes from us, and then all of a sudden, you're down at the corner grocery store, and he says, oh, and you go, man, I love your house. Would you invite me over? Nah, I don't invite people over. He goes, but I just also bought a lake house. And you know, his only job is to get taxes from the rest of us. And then he says, oh, and I bought this boat. I bought this cool boat. And then I bought a house up in the mountain. What are you thinking? Okay. You're thinking he is making an incredible living by overtaxing us. That's the way people felt about tax collectors. And so actually, if you go and look in Luke chapter 5, this is before we're going to go to Luke chapter 19. We're going to talk about a very little man in the back row. But here's what it says in Luke chapter 5. It says, after this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector. Everybody say tax collector a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting in his tax booth and he says, follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd uh, of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees notice this and the teachers of the law who belonged uh, to their sect complained and what do they complain to the disciples uh, that, uh, but the Pharisees and the teacher of the law belong to their sect, complain to the disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? So what do you see in just that phrase, that question? Tax collectors were synonymous with sinners. And sinners were synonymous with tax collectors. And Jesus answered, he decided to answer instead, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. He says, I have not, I have not come to call the, rich, the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So as we think about, that's kind of the setting. That uh, when you think about the religious elite, you think about the Jewish people, they thought about tax collectors even more vilely than we do today. That if we think about an IRS agent, you know, it's just a joke in our day, right? Oh, you're an IRS agent, or the IRS is going to show up, or whatever. In those days, they knew the IRS agent. How many of you know? They knew him, and they knew what he did, and they saw how profitable they were, and they knew it was because they were willing to overtax. Now, fast forward to Luke chapter 19. A couple of weeks ago, we were, uh, we were teaching in Palm Sunday where Jesus went into Jerusalem, right? That's in Luke chapter 19. Right before Luke chapter 19, where Jesus went into Jerusalem and stopped and paused and wept for the city, if you go to the beginning of Luke chapter 19, there's a story of Jesus making his journey to Jerusalem, and he pauses in a place called Jericho. Let me tell you about Jericho. Incredible city. As a matter of fact, in that province, in that area, it was the tax capital of that area. And the chief tax collector from that region, from that area, was a guy you and I have heard of named Zacchaeus. And how many of you remember the song, Zacchaeus was a... And a wee little man was he, right? And you think about it, so he's a little dude. Now what we're going to see is in a few seconds is when it came to his encounter with Jesus... Zacchaeus may have been short, but he wasn't slow. We'll say that again. It may have been short, but he wasn't slow. And guys, I don't know if you feel like in your own spiritual journey, in your own spiritual walk, that you are standing at the back and you feel like, I can't see Jesus because of my past, because of my sin, because of my struggle. You may be short, but you're not slow. And don't be slow. Be sure you do everything you can to make your way Christ. So let's walk through this passage and notice, first of all, uh, a simple outline this morning. He, he, he was, it's interesting if you if you want to know, you might want to write this down. Someone might ask you this someday. If you translate in Hebrew the word Zacchaeus, the translation for that name and, and names meant something was pure and righteous. If you would have asked anybody in their community in the area surrounding Jericho, If Zacchaeus was pure and righteous, they would have said anything but. They would have said tax collector synonymous with sinner. And what's interesting, though, by the time he gets to the encounter, to the end of his encounter with Christ, he is, in fact, pure and righteous because of what Christ did, not because of what he did. And guys, we can all be the same way. And so as we journey forward, look, Zacchaeus, um, a not-so-popular man here, you pick it up in verse 1, says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And as he was passing through, a man there by the name of Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. So notice, underline that word chief. That means that just like in our day, you would have an IRS agent, tax collector, in a region. Then Rome would gather up these regions and you would have a chief tax collector. So you had these cheats in these small places, then you had a chief cheat, and that's who he was. Because Jericho, if you look at a taxing space, uh, that was one of the taxing capitals in the area. So he then got to skim off the top of every other cheating tax collector. And so when it says chief tax collector, let me tell you what, everybody knew, not only were there individual cheats, but there were chief cheats. And Zacchaeus was considered a chief cheat when it come, came to taxes. And so here you have this guy who is hated, who is considered a cheat, a scoundrel, somebody who has sold out the people to Rome. And so here, here it is, Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. And everybody knew why he was wealthy. Now pick it up as you read it. He, he Notice what he does, verse 2. He wanted to see who Jesus was. That's important. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. There's more said in that phrase than you think. He didn't just want to see Jesus. A lot of times we just want to see Jesus. I love the way that's phrased. He wanted to see who Jesus was. See, a lot of times we wanna see Jesus. I wanna see Jesus move. I wanna see Jesus do this. I wanna see what Jesus did here. I wanna see what he did there. I I love what we hear. He says he wanted to see who Jesus was. He didn't just want to see Jesus. Guys, as we think about pursuing a relationship with Jesus, we wanna make sure That we are pursuing Jesus because we want to know who he was you say who was Jesus pastor look at John chapter 1 verse 1 Justin will put it there it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was with God in the beginning through him listen to this all things were made and without him nothing was made that has been made if you stop right there who was Jesus Jesus, first of all, was in the beginning. He was in the beginning with God, and He was God. Three incredible things. Jesus is eternal, He was eternally present with God, and He is eternally God. Jesus did not just start and begin to exist in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago, but instead Jesus has always been there. Not only that, it says, he was with God in the very beginning, eternity past, and through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that was made. So Jesus is also the creator. Jesus was there all the time, he was God all the time, he was there in the beginning, and he was there at the very creation of the world. When you go back to Genesis chapter one, it says, and then God said, let there be light. Let there be. Jesus was there. He was making it happen. He was a part of it all, all the time. Look at verse 4. Who was Jesus? It says, in Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Look at verse 5. That light shines in the darkness, and darkness cannot overcome it. Jump down to verse 4. Who is Jesus? The Word, this Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us and we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth who was jesus god in eternity past god who created the universe god who reveals true light to us god who the god who satan tried to overcome him back on the cross all the way through his life but ultimately could not overcome it. Then who was Jesus? As you pick it up, the Word who became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory. The glory is the one and only of the Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is Jesus? He's God in the flesh. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, For in Christ all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Men, Zacchaeus, this chief tax collector, this chief sinner, didn't want to just see Jesus. He wanted to see who Jesus was. And I think that's real important for us today, guys, as we try to move in our own spiritual journey, in our own spiritual walk, from that back row to the front row in our faith, to lead others, that it is important for us to understand who Jesus is. So when someone says, who is Jesus? You can say, hey, he was fully God. He was fully man. He's He's part of eternity past with God. He was there at the creation of the world. He's the one that ultimately reveals truth to us. We want to know who Christ is. And so underline that in your Bible or in your notes, that Zacchaeus wanted to see He didn't just want to see Jesus. He wanted to see who Jesus was. Now go on. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he starts investigating. And notice what happened. Zacchaeus was short, but he wasn't slow. I love this idea. So look at verse 4. He was short, but not slow. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore uh, sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Look at verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, everybody say the spot. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Guys, I believe in every man's life, there comes a season, there comes a time where Christ walks your way. That Christ shows up in a spot, in a place in your life. And he invites you to come down. And the question for you and the question for me is, what am I going to say in that moment? That moment might be right now for some of you. That moment may have been yesterday, but I can encourage you with this. There will be another day. It might be next week. Your your moment might be after the greatest victory you've ever had in your life, where Christ shows up in that moment and says, you ready? Sometime, Christ. Shows up in your worst moment. In the darkness of your deepest valley. And he shows up It's just today. And my prayer for every dude in this room, every dude listening to this podcast, everyone listening online, that there would be a space and a point in time in your life when Jesus shows up in your life. I invite you to come down that you would simply say yes. Now as we continue to read, notice what happened. So he came down at once, here it is, and welcomed him gladly. And all the people began to mutter, he has gone out to be a guest of a sinner. Talk about Jesus again, but notice this, verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord. Here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times. That's a lot. Remember, he made his own living on cheating. And so now he's stepping up and saying, man, I have truly been converted, and I'm going to pay back four times everything that I've cheated. And as he steps back, notice verse 9. Jesus said to him, today, everybody say today, Salvation has come to this house because this man I love that this house because this man Too is a son of abraham Men if you want to see salvation come to your house. Most of the time it starts just like this. It's this man Accepting this jesus for this house And so guys, I want to encourage you today If you feel like you're not in a space that god wants you to be I want to encourage you to be that man That you might be short, but don't be slow They may not fully understand who Jesus is, but we'd be willing to do whatever it took, just like Zacchaeus, to figure out who Jesus was. Not just get a glimpse, but have an encounter with Christ. You say, what what creates that distance? What what makes me short? What makes me not able to reach Jesus? Well, Isaiah said, our iniquities keep us from God. What did Paul say in Romans chapter 3? For all have sinned and fallen short, there's that word again, of the glory of God. But the beauty of Christ is when you and I fall short, and we all have, and we all do. Jesus doesn't stand at a distance and say, listen, if you could pull yourself up by your bootstraps, if you can get yourself out of your miry muck and mud, and if you can make it to me, I might receive you. Jesus doesn't do that you want to know what he does? He walks your way. But there will come a moment in your life where Jesus will say, it's time to come down, and I'm ready to come to your house. And the question for us in those moments is what are we willing to say? Are we going to say another day, another week, some other season in my life, or am I willing to say today? Jesus, I want you in my house. I'm willing to change my life. I'm willing to begin to repair the brokenness that I've caused. And that's exactly what Zacchaeus was saying. Man, I've cheated people. I've robbed people. I've lied to people. I've done things I shouldn't have done. And today, I'm going to start turning all that around. And, and as, I, as I thought about this... Uh, Boy, Jesus in Matthew chapter 9, verse 12 said, you know, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. And so if you're here today and you're struggling, I I want you to know Jesus' message today is the same as it was back in Luke chapter 19. It says, for the Son of Man, verse 10, came to seek and to save the lost. Question, are are you that man today? Are you that man today? I I ran across this just in my study. uh, That most men roll through the same stages in their spiritual journey that Zacchaeus went through. Again, this wasn't me. Somebody else said we started off by being curious. Wanted to know who Jesus was. And if you're curious, I want to encourage you begin to study and look second phase he went through he began to consider christ the invitation to come down then he was converted to christ and allowed him to come into his house and then he had a changed life he said i'm going to pay back four times over where are you in that journey you curious you considering christ have you been converted has your life truly been changed Wherever you are in that process, I'm going to encourage you today as we close, don't stay there. Take another step towards Christ. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to spend time with these guys. God, thank you for your grace and your goodness to the men in this room, to men who will listen later. But also, God, thank you so much for your grace and goodness on our church as we journey forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Y'all have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. For more information about Cottonwood Creek Church, visit cottonwoodcreek.org. And we hope you come back to listen to future episodes of Men's Bible Study.